It's transmutation time, energetic alchemy for an amazing life. Your past can stick with you, and most of the time it's subconscious. You don't even know that it's happening. Let Kelly Kay and Dr. Pat help bring your shadow into the light so you can begin to truly heal and grow. You have the power to shift your energetic ties to the past and thereby shift your life. Stop being stuck in your karmic patterns and transmute your pain or unhealthy ways of being into wisdom and joy. Are you ready to live a more conscious life, to act instead of react, to be present and balanced even in the face of challenges? It's time to turn trauma into transcendence. Transmutation time, energetic alchemy for an amazing life with Kelly Kay starts now. everybody. I'm so excited to talk today about transmutation and ascension and how it all connects in. So it's a big topic. We'll, you know, do the best we can to at least give an overview of it. But um, yeah, ascension to me, it's the pinnacle of what we are all trying to do as souls on this planet right now. Uh, We are trying to get closer to source, get closer to our higher self. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about what all that means and how transmutation is a big part of it. But anyone, like I know you, Dr. Pat, have been on this journey for a long time. We know that it's an ongoing journey. It's not just like, oh, okay, we, we... work on ascension for a year and then it's done. It's really a lifelong process, isn't it? And I love the way you talk about it because very few people, if any that I know of, really embrace transmutation the way you do, Kelly Gay. And the reason that this is so important, uh, and I was joking uh, before the show uh, about what we're going to talk about today, but I'm realizing that we are here in the world with real practical experiences, right? Mm -hmm. You know, look, There's such a practical way to really look at the energies of this. And yet it's very hard to find someone like you that has the great weaving of all the spiritual elements, all of the practical elements, all of the elements of this world, all of the elements of the other world. And you know what I love? You know, I think you're doing a workshop. I don't know if you have any more slots left. But I think you're doing a workshop on um, a new paradigm and this multidimensional transformation, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'm so excited. Oh. For it. I know. So do you have yeah, any I, slots left or did I make that I do up? in May. Uh, okay. Yes, I do. Okay. So I, I'm teaching one in April. I'm actually teaching one in like two weeks. That one is full, but I'm teaching one in May that mm. still has a couple slots left. And I'm in Chicago area, so really easy to fly into. Um, and mm-hmm. if you feel drawn to do this kind of transmutation ascension work, the live workshops are so powerful. There's something about sitting in a group of like-minded people. Everyone is focusing on what can they let go of what doesn't serve them anymore right what does it mean to them to be connected to their higher self and to source and we you know it's an intense two days we do a lot of clearing work a lot of activation work and it's beautiful and I've been teaching it for gosh six years now and just seeing how it transforms people's lives when they put this as a priority and understanding that, like you said, I believe it's, it's what we're all doing. It's why we're here having these earthly experiences is to learn and to grow. And, you know, my personal belief about like 
that there's reincarnation and that we come back again and again and we learn these lessons or we don't learn them and if we don't learn them then we come back again you know to try to relearn as best we can and ascension is, is basically saying you know maybe i don't want to have to come back and keep learning the same lesson over and over and even if you don't believe in reincarnation a lot of people can see it even in this life right of like man i've had the same lesson over and over in this life why does it keep hitting me so ascension is about okay let's look at that let's transmute the energy around that so that it, you don't have to feel like you're just living in a loop and so yeah the uh, workshop that i'm teaching is really powerful for that or i can do the work remotely if you're not in the chicago area or it's not easy for you to travel i do individual sessions where we focus on this too because it is individual we all have different lessons and sometimes it's hard to see it ourselves because to us it's normal to us it's like well this is yeah just how life is and how things have been but when someone can give you that outside perspective of like you know what based on what you've told me i'm seeing a pattern here are you, are you ready to shift that pattern and it's not always easy but that's where you know the work comes in and that's what i do you know let's just get into that because this is about spiritual ascension and this show today and the fact that you're offering these things um i, I think there are some people maybe that can get from where they are to where they want to go with their own level of self-awareness. I have not been one of them. You know, I have worked with and have had angels and mentors all my life from a very, very young age, actually. I didn't know they were that. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know my favorite uncle who used to go out of his way. And he knew I walked home from school by myself. And he drove like, I think, what is it, a UPS truck? And he would come by, he would go from like North Jersey to Plainfield just to see me walking. I mean, angels like that. But there's an energy that gets transferred. And I would love for you to talk about this transfer of energy that people are feeling and focusing on in the time we're living in now. What clicked for us to really bump this up to a priority? Yeah, it is really interesting times that we're in. I personally believe we're in actually like an ascension window, meaning that there is an opportunity for many souls right now to clear a lot of karma and to actually get out of that wheel of reincarnation if they choose to. And that's not always like that on this planet. There's definitely, you know, if you look back in history, there's hundreds of years, thousands of years where, you know, life is pretty much just about survival and, and that everyone's energy was just going towards that. There wasn't necessarily a lot of extra time or teachings around let's, you know, try to reach enlightenment or let's try to ascend. It just wasn't even part of people's. It was just, can I feed my children or can I, you know, survive this winter? So we've reached a point where there is enough, I believe, um, being able to move past just the bare bones of survival. And that's what gives the opportunity with our modern civilization to say, okay, how do we spend our free time and, you know, some extra money that we might have or some extra ability to study the amount of knowledge that's out there right now is incredible. I mean, the amount of books and the amount of stuff on the internet, but that's where to me, it's helpful to have a guide because it's almost too much sometimes. And you look over all of it and it's like, gosh, where do I even begin? And that is an opportunity though, to have access to so much knowledge 
to be able to start to study and really focus on, okay, how do I grow spiritually? This, you know, can be a priority for a lot of people at this time. And also, I believe the energies of the earth and the human consciousness are continuing to ascend. So it's not just a personal thing. It's collective consciousness of humanity. It's uh, the planetary energies keep getting higher, which pushes us to grow along with it. And so, you know, same with even analyzing, you know, our traumas and how they might be affecting us, you know, a hundred years ago, 200 years ago, that wasn't really, you know, only the, the, the top richest people maybe had time to consider um, seeing, you know, someone to analyze their, what they've been through in life, but it wasn't really, you just, you know, kind of sucked it up, right. And moved yeah. on to the next thing. And so that gathers over time. And again, you yeah. know, with like the reincarnation pattern, many people had many lifetimes where they just, you know, it was about survival. A lot of rough things happen. They died that's it no time to process that energy so now there's a window where we can process not only what's in this life if we choose to but start to clear and transmute mm -hmm. many many lifetimes where we didn't have a, yeah. a chance to do that we didn't have a teacher or a guide yeah. and so what a blessing i think to be i think it's a blessing alive. too and i want to talk to you about this because i haven't always thought it's a blessing um but i can feel it in what we're doing as a network and i can feel it in my personal life and, you know, this idea that you're talking about this transmutation energy to ascension is, I mean, somebody asked me if I knew another word for it. And um, the only thing I could say to them is the word speaks for itself. And yet you can define what it means for you. Mm -hmm. And I said, think about how many times the word ascension has been used. Think about yourself. Think about the beautiful image. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what your spiritual practice is, whether you practice Buddhism or Christianity mm -hmm. um, or, or you have a Muslim belief, but, but it, none of that matters. There's, there's an energy that shows through when you can visualize ascension. There's a lightness to it, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Right? It's like yeah. you've left all of the baggage <laughs> on Benny's doorstep. That's exactly right. Yes, it's a good clarification, right? It's not a religious practice in and of itself, right? It right. can be, yeah, part of any religious practice. And that to me, it, it is actually kind of a, a physics of energy. And it's a lightening of energy. Because when we have stuff in our past that we haven't processed, meaning something difficult has happened to us, but we haven't had time to sit with it, to clear it, to acknowledge the emotions behind it. Um, it just sits there, you know, like we've talked about in previous episodes, unless we do the work to try to transmute it. And so as we transmute it, yes, people start feeling lighter, they start feeling freer, and they start becoming more of their higher self. And again, that's, you know, that could be part of any religious belief, there's different words for it. But the idea, you know, you could say you're closer to your true soul essence, uh, you're, you know, you're closer to God, you're closer to the great spirit, whatever words you want to use, yeah. all the different religious teachings actually have a concept of this, right? Uh, yeah. Of returning to that state where um, a lot of our, our baggage has been left behind and yeah. we feel bright again. It's yeah, I want to talk with you about one thing in particular, because it's something that you talk about, and I know you teach this. Um, it is uh, it is not that we it is not that we have to become perfect in so we have this language in this human skin that I don't think exists in any spiritual realm. For example, we use time 
I do not think time exists in a spiritual realm. And of course, if you want to go watch Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, you will certainly see that what I'm saying is true. That's like a movie, so it's not even real. But what I'm trying to say is people that engage in lack of anything, do you know what I'm saying? Like the lack energy. Mm-hmm. And lack can be transmuted, right? Absolutely. So here's where I'm going. When we let go of what we believe is perfection and allow for that, a level of peace transmutes into our energy. And I would like you to talk to that. Let me give it to people in practical terms and then you take it away. I had a, I had a mentor that said, said to me, focus, focus, Pat. If you're going to focus on that, watch out, you're going to get so much of it, you're not even going to believe or understand that you're getting it. And he would say that for both positive or anything. Mm -hmm. And so I found myself waking up and I'm supposed to be monitoring a wire transfer. And I woke up today, not in surrender, not in letting go. There's absolutely no reason about how we handle finances with our bank that anything would go wrong. But why would that come into my thought? And then what happens when we descend, right? (laughs) Hello, right? Right. So can you talk about this window that will allow us to shake off those things that probably have been grabbing onto us like a giant crab and holding on to us in the moment, in the year, in the day, and preventing us from rising up. Yes, I'm really glad you you brought up that concept of perfection. And because I do see it a lot when we start talking about ascension, sometimes there's a misunderstanding of, oh, well, that's a place that once I am ascended uh, or enlightened or whatever word you want to use, you know, self-realized, everything will be perfect. My life will be perfect. I will have no problems. You know, I will, (laughs) if if only, but our world isn't, it's, it's a world of duality. It's, it's here to test us and challenge us. I believe that's how we grow. We don't grow from, you know, just everything being the same in our entire life. It might be peaceful, but that's soul growth happens when you know, we're challenged or something new comes our way that that we don't expect. And so this idea of perfection, you know, I really want people to let go of this, like, oh, I'll be happy when, because that's what starts to happen. Oh, I'll be happy when I'm ascended. I'll be happy when all of this, and, and it can happen now. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to happen in the now, because like mm-hmm. what you were saying about time, it's, it is kind of an illusion. So if we're always waiting, that brings brings in the energy of I'm waiting for my life to be good. I'm waiting for these wonderful things to happen. And instead, when we say mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm getting lighter now. I'm ascending now. I'm owning my higher self now. And we put it in those terms. Mm-hmm. We can start to see that it is unfolding now around us, and we stop needing it to look perfect. And you know, you see that a lot with like New Age teachings that talk about. 
oh, we're moving into the fifth dimension and then everything is going to be a golden age and it's going to be all. And I'm like, well, you know, it might start getting uh, into that golden age at some point, but that doesn't necessarily mean again that there's going to never be a challenge or never be disagreements between people. There, there's always going to be different mm -hmm. viewpoints and um, different things that happen that are challenging and mm -hmm. unexpected. And in my opinion, Ascension teaches us to handle all of it with grace yeah. and to stay in our center no matter what happens yeah. to us. And so that's the gift and that's the key. Yeah, I, I love, can I jump in for a minute and I want you to talk about this as well. Um, I've had a lot of great mentors. My mom, you know, I referred to her as Doris, Mama Doris. Uh, my stepmom jumped in after my mom passed away. She was so full of these words of wisdom. She would say, stuff like and i'm gonna i'm gonna paraphrase it because she would she she like she liked to cuss a little bit um but i won't do that benny and she would say something like girl three girls before my brother came four girls before my brother came and she said girls girls what are you waiting waiting what are you waiting for if you are waiting then you are not focusing. If you're waiting, where's your concentration? What are you doing? If you're, you're waiting for your father to come out, what are you doing? You're standing there waiting because you don't want to pick the right nut or bolt. My dad was a mechanic. Okay. He said, stop waiting. I don't care what you pick. Yep. Let your fingers be your guide. That's old school and pick something. And she trained us in that. But I have to tell you, innate somewhere in all of us is a big fat suitcase full of fear. Mm -hmm. Yes. Ascension allows us to move beyond that big fat suitcase of fear, doesn't it? It does. In a way that we acknowledge the fear and work with it with tools that allow it to, you know, transform and dissolve and and shift into empowerment. So that's the key mm -hmm. too. It's not um, ignoring it. You know, there are some styles like transcendental that are a little more just like, oh, float past the fear and, and don't think about it and then it'll go away. But in my experience, I haven't found that to work. It just sits there. Yeah, <laughs> I did that in the 60s. Yeah. yeah, and it does, you know, it brings about like nice states of peace and that's fine. But the real ascension work, it, it's seeing mm. the fears, it's seeing the the heavy parts of us, the shadow parts of us, the parts that, you know, are a little bit challenging um, to maybe look at. But, you know, it's done with compassion. It, it's done with ideally, you know, the skill of saying, okay, let's let's work through this. What, what did I learn there? How can I bring love and, and light and healing to it? And like you said, some people are able to do that on their own, but it's tough because most people, our brains, I believe, are very wired to avoid fear. And so it's even sitting in meditation on your own and saying, okay, I'm going to start to try to meditate on my fears and release them. A lot of people's brains won't even look at the fears, really. And that's mm -hmm. where having a good guide comes in to, you know, to show you yeah. um, 
where you might be avoiding some of that. And I think that's what we're talking about. I mean, certainly you talked earlier, for those of you just tuning in, Kelly Kay joining me here today, go over to enlightenmedicine.com. And I think William's putting that lower third up there as well, enlightenmedicine.com, you know, sharing it on Facebook. You're going to be able to see all the different ways she's going to help you with this. What I have found is that, and this is really strange because in looking back, I mean, it's hard to look back and know, Okay, so here you are this person today. So when you look back, you are not looking back as that person, you're looking back at this person. So when you look back, you have to really sift through, what were you really feeling? You know, what was that moment that you decided you were just going to go for it, and it didn't matter, or speak up, or ask somebody out, or it doesn't matter what it is, or make a major investment. You know, how did you go about that, Pat? Uh, or go back to school and not have one iota of the process and then be rejected by like 35 schools. One of them put me on a wait list. And it was my first choice. And so when I look back at that today, I thought, wow, you know, I had to face every darkness in myself and yet hold on to the love and light of a vision that I had been carrying for 20 years. But does sometimes when we hold that space of ascension, when we're in it, when we know that we wanna shoot for the stars, I don't know about you, but that is like finding food that has been under the couch for a year. (laughs) It comes out, it crawls out, and there it is. I have always had to get help with that. Yeah, exactly. Because like, yeah, no one wants to look at that food, right? It looks yucky. Um, yeah, a lot of t- it's, uh, it's been ignored for a long time in a lot of cases. <laughs> and that's where, um, yeah, having a guide to, to sit with it in compassion, non-judgment. I find that like you were talking about the difference between the current you and the past you, it's hard sometimes not to look back and judge yourself Mm -hmm. over you know choices that you made that now you're like oh why did Mm -hmm. i do that or i realized i I really hurt someone's feelings by that or maybe i should have taken that risk and i didn't and man i really regret that and so some people too it's a lot of you know self judging in a very harsh way that yes we can learn from our mistakes but you know dissolving that that harshness that our society really and meeting it with compassion so that it can be seen and transmuted because if we're judging it and holding it in that judgment it's very hard to transmute it what have you found in working with your clients the significance important and power can i use the word power i love the word power yeah actually have a show power up but i love the word power women don't like to use the word power (laughs) Okay, I don't know. I don't get that. But I want to talk about the power of ascension for a moment. And what the power of ascension is, is, you know, from your experience, I'd love for you to share some personals and and maybe without disclosing names, some of the work you've done with people to help them look at their shadow. Because I'll tell you what, when I've been alone and had to look at my shadow, it was a dark hole. Mm -hmm. But when I've worked with either a therapist or a coach or a friend or an angel, I don't, it doesn't matter. The process got quicker mm-hmm. and the outcome got better. And I considered those ascension steps. Can you share your experience about helping people look at the shadow and what you've discovered comes out at the other end? 
Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it can be really intimidating. And, and that's why it's so nice to have a guide. Yeah. Because yeah, there is a woman that I worked with, for example, that had an ex-husband who really used to, um, you know, verbally abuse her. And it wasn't physical, but it was verbal and it was real. And it was emotionally very challenging for her. And even coming out of that relationship, it it stuck with her and it carried forward as a fear that was making it difficult for her current relationship to be successful. And what's hard about doing that work on your own is she would have very real physiological responses when she would think of him, you know, because of the impact he left on her of feeling like she couldn't speak up and share her actual feelings or thoughts and her body, you know, she would cry, she would shake, she would get all the PTSD kind of physiological responses. So that is hard to to do by yourself, you know? And when you're sitting though in an energy space where it's like, okay, you know what? We're we're going to breathe through this. Let's bring in some energy to help transmute that that fear in your body that is activating right now. Okay, let's help that calm down. Okay, good. We've got that. Let's look at that energy a little more indirectly through shamanic journey, for example, you can interact with that energy in a way that it comes to you in animal form. It comes to you in a symbolic metaphorical form that you can work with. It's not as intimidating as as her having to like picture his face, for example, right? That that was way too frightening for her. And so when you work through metaphor, and through a shamanic journey where your subconscious is showing you this is how the energy is sitting in you from this person from those experiences for all of those years then we can start to work with that image energetically and we can start to transmute it and we can start to you know pull out the brambly weeds if that's how it's appearing in the subconscious or if it's appearing that you know as a lion um, that was trying to roar and intimidate her you know that we can start to shamanically say okay lion not afraid of you anymore we can shrink the lion into a little kitty that's not so intimidating so there's a lot of tools that allow the the energy reactions the physiological reactions the emotional reactions to start to downplay to a point that eventually that person or that situation or whatever it is we're trying to clear is not so overwhelming because you know in her case it was completely overwhelming it immobilized her you know she she didn't know what to do or how to look at it on on her own and i understand you know but where would we learn that you know i i wish i had like uh what do you what do people like crystal ball right i wish i had like a crystal ball but we don't we do have intuition and intuition as you and i have talked about before on your show is we talk about intuition and we talk about transmutation and how sometimes we have to be guided by something within us, right? I'm not saying you don't go to school and you read the books and you learn how to be a surgeon before you cut somebody open, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when you get that moment and you're, you have all of your knowledge and your wisdom, all of your mentors in your head, all of your training in your head, that last moment of action you take will be such a combination of energy of all of that. And that confidence will show up. I want to take a short break because when we come back, I want to talk about why this transmutation of energy is key to spiritual ascension. But why is spiritual ascension essential to the new energy in the world today? And it is a new 
energy. Uh, how do we find out about you, Kelly Kay? Let's give people information before we go to break. How do they contact you and tell them where they can find this upcoming course? Absolutely. My website is enlightenmedicine.com. You can learn more about the new paradigm program itself, the new paradigm multidimensional transformation. There's a two-day course, there's a four-day course, and really in-depth energy work, ascension work. It's fabulous. You can email me, kelly at enlightenmedicine.com if you want more detailed information about that or have questions. You can also call me at 773-682-7124. And I do have a short waiting list right now for one-on-one sessions, but usually I can get people in within a couple weeks. So not too bad of a waiting list. And I would love to work with you directly if that calls to you. I love that. And when we come back, here we go. We're going to talk about, this is the language we use, the shamanic journey. But when you hear Kelly Kay talk about it, what you're going to hear about is opportunities, amazing ways, transmutation, of our shadow begins almost immediately. We'll talk about what that structure is like, and maybe she and I can compare a few notes on how did my first vision quest, how did it turn everything in my life upside down? I mean, everything, <laughs> everything. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with Kelly Kay. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack, and I'd love to tell you about the latest technology of the Valara Company. I've been using the Valara Company equipment, the air machines, since 1992, and I have found them to be totally successful in killing mold, mildew, and keeping your house fresh and clean. If you'd like more information on it, you can look at MaryJaneMack.com or call our office at 888-777-4232. Tune into The Dr. Diane Show, where we explore revolutionary expansion of mind, body, and soul every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I bring over 20 years of expertise as a mindset warrior, perspective shifter, and unshakable optimist dedicated to helping you reach your wildest dreams in business, health, performance, and relationships. Join the discussion on the show. Learn more about me, Dr. Diane, and receive a free digital copy of my magazine at naturalnutmeg.com. There isn't a magic pill to creating your healthy lifestyle, yet it doesn't have to be hard or feel impossible. Health works from the inside out, connecting both your body and your mind. Georgette LePage lives and breathes what she teaches, so allow her to be living proof of what can work for you. Connect with her now for a free 30-minute discovery session to see what results you are looking for and how she can help you get them. Visit GeorgetteLePage.com. Tune in to Awaken Your Magic Within. Reveal unconscious systems to discover your unstoppable freedom power. Join me, Tracy Lynn Wallace, on TransformationTalkRadio.com the first Tuesday of each month, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, to gain insight, direction, and tools to uncover limiting beliefs. Get ready to step into your unstoppable power to discover and uncover your magic within. 
Hi, I'm Coach Martez. And I'm licensed therapist Wadrina Layton. We want to invite you to join us on the Coach Martez and Wadrina Layton Show, where we discuss understanding love, accepting truth, and changing your perspectives. Relationships are the currency to life, and so many couples find themselves broke in their relationships. We want you to join us for a lively discussion and practical tips and insights on how to turn things around and gain the merit for life mindset. Hey, everybody, welcome back. You're listening to a great show with uh, Kelly K. Transmutation Time with Kelly K. I love this. Energetic alchemy for an amazing life. Uh, sidebar, when uh, Stevie Nicks did that uh, uh, concert thing, documentary she did on one of the cable channels, this is what she talked about. She talked about the energetic alchemy of her music. And this particular concert was about all of the, of the songs she wrote that never made it mm. on vinyl or never made it. And so this is what we're talking about today. Kelly Kay can be found if you want to really connect with her. Uh, she said she has, she can get you in the one-on-one sessions. I know, I know you all are feeling like you need it because you're like me, right? Enlightenmedicine.com. Give her a call. Check it out. Um, also, she has, I think, a couple seats open in her May 14th, May 15th, right? Okay. Exactly. Right. Okay. This is one of these things that we're going to talk about right now. Pa- new paradigm, multidimensional transformational workshop. A couple of spots left. Um, I got to get to this journey, the shamanic journey part. Now, we, we're calling it shamanic journey. It is called many things by many spiritual practices whether it's vision questing, whether it's native, native, you know, traveling, energetic traveling, visioning. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the power of what you call shamanic journey and why it's one of the most efficient, effective, and powerful ways to transmute our shadow. Yes, I absolutely, I love them. I love doing them myself. I love guiding other people through them because, you know, when you're using the word power, to me, I always think of empowerment. Um, So, which has, of course, the word power right in it, and it's owning our own power. That's empowerment. And to me, shamanic journeys are, they're so empowering because you are participating in your own learning about yourself, in your own healing yourself. And not to say that there's anything wrong with sometimes getting a reading or, you know, doing tarot and having other people share with you what they're sensing for you. And, you know, we talked over break about doing your, having your chart done astrologically and all that kind of stuff. And you can certainly learn about yourself that way. But there's something really beautiful about doing a journey where Mm -hmm you're seeing things, you're feeling things, you're sensing things about yourself that really, I feel like it creates like a wow moment in people, you know, and they know it's real when they're experiencing it, they're seeing it. It's different than, you know, you can kind of hear someone else say, oh yeah, I feel like you might have this or this trait and you kind of might go, yeah, I don't know, we'll see. Um, But when you are in a shamanic journey, 
you are the one seeing it and feeling it. And I love those moments where like I'm guiding someone through a journey and I say like, wow, this is interesting. I just saw like an owl kind of, you know, fly and land next to you. And the person will say, that's so crazy. Like I saw an owl too. I mean, these things, they can't be coincidences. Um, there is some energetic connection with spirit, with me as the shamanic guide, with the person experiencing the journey. We are opening up a field where spirit can come through. It's almost like dream communication, except you're conscious. It's like lucid dreaming. So you get to remember the dream. You get to be in control of the dream, so to speak. But it really is an energetic gateway where spirit can come in and show you, okay, this is who you really are. This is what you have forgotten about yourself. This is what you've been through that you may have suppressed because it was too difficult to see at the moment. And when you see it and then you're given the tools to transmute it and to let things go, you know that you're doing it because you're seeing it happen in front of your eyes. You're feeling it. You know, a lot of people, they cry or they, they feel just so emotionally different by the end of it. You know it's real when you go through a process like that. And I know you've had a, you've experienced it too, right? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to describe in a short show like this um, what that personal experience is like. But, you know, what you presented really is a great way to really open the door. I know that this has happened to me several times in my life. I know that they haven't looked the same. They've been different. Mm -hmm. But I also know that they were shamanic in nature at so many levels. And, you know, when I came back from my first vision quest, and it was in 1997, I was still in school, um, but I was also consulting. And I was sent on this vision quest to actually steal the Sedonia Cahill's ideas and bring them back to my boss. Mm. Yeah, th that's why he sent me. Now, you and you and I know that I would never go do that. I mean, it would <laughs> never be. But I didn't turn it down. And when I came back and people saw me eaten by every insect on the planet, <laughs> right? It took me a week to get the dirt off but I wasn't the same. Mm -hmm. They could see it. Uh, some of my friends worried, but my closest friends like Linda did not. The only thing I could do was read from my journal. And people will ask us, how profound are the changes? You know, how, how do you know right. that things will work out in a much better way for you? And that's what I, yeah, I love about the journey is the clear difference in people afterwards. Like you said, there is a shift in perspective. I think that's the biggest thing that comes out of a really good journey. And, you know, what you went through being out there in nature, and that is how some people do it, that can be a really profound experience or it can be in the comfort of your own home, yeah, right? Yeah. Where you just go into that, you know, and I help guide people into that yeah. meditative state. And people, you know, will tell me, oh my gosh, I, 
had my first contact that, you know, with my guides or angels yeah. for the first time in my life, that profoundly shifts people where it's like, oh, this is real. Um, yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things that comes out of journeys is people saying, oh my gosh, I, I really, um, I was a little skeptical or, you know, I want, I've always wanted to feel the presence of angels, but I didn't know if I was mm -hmm. just making it up in my own mind. After a journey, um, people have spiritual experiences that are so real that their whole perspective mm -hmm. on reality can change. I mean, what's more profound than that? Yeah. And you're right about it. I mean, that happened to be a very rare opportunity for somebody like me to participate in. But you see, I know spirit is really smarter than a fifth grader. And so I, I know that for somebody like me who needed to get from where they were to today, something had to happen profoundly. And what a beautiful way to get it from somebody that was trying to steal somebody else's work. Hello. <laughs> but, but we don't need to do that. You know, we are at a place now where people can work with you. They can work. They can get connected in a way that helps them connect. Yes. And, and, and that's so that, important. Um, sorry. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say, and that's part of, to me, the the energies, like you said, there is a new energies on the planet every year. It's, it's raising in vibration and that's making the veils thinner. Mm -hmm. People are having, um, you know, more experiences, even people that label themselves as very practical and very grounded. They are having experiences that are making them pause and say, wait, what's what's really, you know, happening? Are there different layers of reality that maybe I wasn't aware of before? And once they have that opening, you know, most people want to know more. They want to explore further. And to me, this kind of, you know, the shamanic journey, yeah. the energy work, the, the workshops, it's all part of understanding those other dimensional aspects of reality. They are real, yeah. even though we can't always see them and feel them around us. But when we go into those meditative states or into that journey, it's a reminder that our, our soul is so much vaster. Our reality is so much vaster than what we can always see. And to, to feel it, to know it, to integrate it, we do start to ascend. We start to become more multidimensional and aware of these different layers in a way that it is practical. And, and it's not just floating off in the clouds all the time. And, you know, we apply that to our everyday life. In my opinion, that's what it's for. It's to be applied to our everyday life so that we are more centered when we're, like I said earlier, when you meet challenge, it helps you be more centered because you have a bigger perspective on what might be really happening and why. Instead of just going into fear and panic mode, which is the brain's, you know, typical response to a challenge or a stressor. Yeah. It's like, wait, let's see the bigger picture here. A shamanic journey, transmutation, transmutation helps us to be able to do that uh, with more ease. And it takes practice and, you know, it that's does. what it works about. It does. But let me ask you a question related to this. And I know in a few minutes you are going to take us on a oneness activation and blessing. But I want to say this one thing, which I didn't expect. We have this thing where, have you ever walked into a therapy session, your first one, then you're finished, you feel so much better, and you say, you know, thank you, I think we're done. And the therapist looks at you like, okay, we're done for today. And you said, no, I think we're done. And you walk out really thinking you're done. And 24 hours later, it's like the walls come in, right? 
because it doesn't shut you down. It's not done. It opens you up. And what I find with what we're talking about today, it was a beginning for me. It was a beginning. And it actually didn't start with that vision quest. It started even earlier than that. But there are these beginnings. I want to ask you this. Once I started down this path, there was no going back. Now, I didn't have to do a vision quest every 24 hours. Right. But something opened up that wanted to call me to learn more, to do more. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And, and that's, to me, it, that happens to a lot of people. Some people do have a profound experience, and then they kind of slide back into the habits of their day-to-day life. And so, to me, that is where setting aside some time to do things consistently, even if it's once a month, you know, or something that keeps kind of reminding you, oh yeah, this other reality is here too. And then there's other people, you know, like you, that sometimes it's just an instant like, oh, um, wow, I am going to carry this with me forever, right? And that's where each journey is different. Each people Mm -hmm. take, you know, each person takes away something different from that experience. Mm -hmm. I do find the live workshops, there's something about that where a lot of people, yeah, they leave and they are, you know, they never forget it. They know that they are changed in a way that they can't even always put into words, but it is kind of one of those like no going back moments, you know, where it's like, I can't go back and, and live my life the way I was when I was a little more unaware. And now that I'm more aware, okay, I think I might have to make some changes and some of them might be a little scary in order to live in alignment with who I really am in an authentic way. And that to me is the energies that are coming into the planet now. It's authenticity. You know, um, it's about stuff's coming up to the surface um, and you see it even on a society. It's harder to hide the shadow anymore. Um, It's all, you know, there's so many venues for communication and stuff is coming up. And sometimes it is unpleasant to see the things that are coming up. Uh, But if we can look at that on a personal level, and I believe that collectively we are trying to clear out a lot of the the darkness um, that's been in humanity so that we can operate in a higher level on on a society level. And that is moving towards unity consciousness. That's moving towards the oneness. You know, that's why I wanted to offer a, a oneness blessing because what oneness reminds us is that we all are sparks uh, of creation in some way. And even though there's challenges within that and some people may have lost their connection a little bit to that spark and are, you know, seem to be on a path that we don't understand, um, there is an energy behind all of creation that I believe wants to support us, wants to uplift us, wants to help us ascend, but then it's our peace to do the work, to sit with the transmutation energies, to get ourselves as clear as possible. And I also believe that that is the best way that we um, change the world for the better. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a cause and, and going out and trying to live, you know, what you feel called to do, but it starts within you. And if you haven't done a lot of that work, it's very hard to help other people. It's so. extremely hard. And, you know, you bring me to a point and I would love for you to do the blessing too. Um, but I've had so many great mentors and Sedonia would say to me all the time, you know, Pat, you cannot take a person to a place you haven't gone before. And I would look at my life and I would think, where haven't I gone before? Well, I had never really lost control of my body. I had always had it. I mean, I had a rough life, 
but I could always count on my body to play sports, to be there for me. Whatever it is that I needed to get done, my body was there to do the work until in 2004, it was not. Mm. And, and then I realized what Sedoni was saying. There's a level of humility that you absorb, the energy of humility, the humbling of humility, especially around the body, that when you realize how vulnerable of a body we have and how others struggle with that, it cuts off your judgmental perspective on what you think others should or shouldn't do. Absolutely. That to me is the, that's the importance of the shadow work. Um, Not, yeah, not even just in the body, but in actions in you know emotional responses when we really honestly do our own shadow work and we can be authentic enough to say yes i sometimes have been the ones that have hurt other people whether intentionally or unintentionally i was the one acting from a place of self selfishness or ignorance or whatever it is we dissolve uh ideally that judgmental pattern in others as well when we own it and we learn forgiveness we learn compassion for the self we learn to see ourselves through the eyes of source and then that naturally extends to others as well which creates a much more compassionate society which I, again i i believe we're moving towards yeah well i'm I, i'm really thrilled you're going to do a blessing for us today is this a good time for us to this do is it perfect yeah it doesn't take right. very long just a few minutes so again you know if you're Uh, driving or something please pause and do this where you're at home and you can be comfortable and you can relax and I'd like to just set the intention that this happens for your highest good in accordance with your soul and with divine will and I'm going to bring in the energy of oneness unity consciousness And I want to be clear that what this means, it doesn't mean that we're all have to be identical and that we all have to, you know, follow some hive mind, same way of thinking. That's not what this oneness energy is. We are all unique snowflakes. We all have our own unique energy. And what we bring to the world is going to look a little bit different. One of my great teachers says, we all have our own puzzle piece. And I think that's exactly the perfect way of putting it. Our piece might have a little bit of a different shape, different color on it, different part of the picture. And yet when it all comes together, we are part of this really beautiful puzzle of creation. And when you can feel your connectedness to the entire puzzle, to the entire creation energy, One, it's very comforting. There's a lot of people that have felt isolated over the past couple years. There's a lot of people that start to spiritually grow and feel like they no longer relate to their friends or family the same way. Let yourself energetically extend into the different layers of creation with a recognition that you are not separate from it. You are a drop within the ocean You still get to be an individual drop and you get to feel the energy of the ocean, the waves of the ocean, that creation is so much vaster than we can even imagine. And that there's a beauty in that, there's a trust in that. And there's a trust that there is a divine, I don't know, I don't really like to use the word plan, but there's a divine flow. 
And if we allow ourselves to be part of that divine flow, the currents of the ocean, if you will, life becomes much simpler. And there is a surrendering process with that. And it can be scary to really let yourself extend out into that ocean, into that divine flow, because it can start to feel like, oh, well, then who am I? Will I lose myself? Will I lose my identity within that vast energy of the ocean? And I find that people, they don't. You actually become much more secure in who you are because you feel the support of that whole ocean of energy around you and within you. And you feel that it's made of love and you feel that it wants to support you and it wants to support all life. And allow yourself to energetically connect to that support knowing that you're not alone that there is divine love and divine light accessible to all of us at all times. Even if your life feels challenging right now or you're getting hit with unexpected things, there is this energy that you can call upon to nourish you, to support you, to remind you that we are not as separate as we think we are. And that behind, I believe, behind everything in creation, there's an energy of, of love, of kind of a, a bliss of being that's hard to put into words. And if we can feel that and connect to that and just take a moment and kind of breathe it in, let it go into your heart chakra. And when we do this, when we feel this, we naturally want to be kind to others. We naturally are more compassionate, less judgmental, less, less harsh with others because we see them as reflections of the one energy that is behind everything. So allow yourself to meditate on that um, and call on that blessing anytime that you feel that you need it. Thank you. Kelly Kay, thank you so very, very much. Um, thank you for so beautifully gathering up this transmutation energy to not just help us understand what's going on, but help us know that this is just part of our transformational process. You know, it is a natural element. It's natural in the sky. We see it all the time. You know, we see how water can transmute to mist. I mean, there's so many things that remind us of the potentiality and power of that. And this is an energy that becomes a guidepost for pretty much anything we desire in life, isn't it? It is. And what I love about it is it makes so many possibilities open up. And one thing that I hear a lot from people is a feeling of, you know, being stuck or that trap of, oh, I'm always going to feel this way or I'm always going to have this problem. And transmutation comes in and reminds mm -hmm. us it doesn't have to stay that way and anything can change whatever it is that you feel like is challenging or you know even people that they've done therapy for 20 years and they've kind of given up and saying ah oh, no it's just how i am at this point i have seen people become so changed and transformed through this work it really is incredible and so to me it carries an energy of hope and that things are all there's always a possibility to 
continue to grow and to become, you know, closer to that higher self uh, soul level that we are. And so, yeah, it's a beautiful gift. And it's a gift to, I, I believe, again, be alive right now in these times where the energies just keep making it, keep pushing us to see more and more of ourselves. So why not you know, take advantage of that and really dedicate your your spare time to your own soul development. It's all we get to take with us at, at the end anyway. So, yeah. yep. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is. And, you know, how often have you seen laughter uh, transmute sadness? Mm-hmm. It's so obvious. Kelly Kay, thank you so much. Please give out your website again. Let folks know how they can call you too. Wonderful. Yes, it's Enlighten medicine.com some people put enlightened but it's a it's a verb so it's enlightened medicine.com and then yeah you're welcome to call my uh, business number 773-682-7124 leave a voicemail i don't always get a chance to answer because if i'm in a session of course i'm not going to answer the phone but feel free to leave a voicemail i'll get back to you as soon as i can and i would love to work with you if this calls to you Thank you for listening to Kelly Kay and Dr. Pat on Transmutation Time, energetic alchemy for an amazing life. Showing up to life in a healed present way is the best gift we can give ourselves. Healing creates smoother family dynamics, better professional opportunities, and an easier time in romantic relationships. So what are we waiting for? Learn more about Kelly and what she does by visiting enlightenmedicine.com. Don't forget to tune in next time on transformationtalkradio.com to turn your trauma into transcendence.